The ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any current or previous employers. Hey guys, welcome to the Construction Manager Podcast. I hope you guys are all staying safe out there, staying healthy and social distancing. Today we are doing an interview with a gentleman named Yaren Diasek of Wint Water Intelligence. Uh, before we get to that, though, I just wanted to remind you guys about Builder Tactics. Go check it out. We have actually got a great thing going on. If you go to Builder Tactics and you go to the Partners tab at the top of the page and click on the True Work link, there is an opportunity to win True Work gear. Jason and I wear the stuff all the time. We love it. I would wear it every day. The stuff is just fantastic. But in light of everything that's going on out there, people are doing extraordinary things out on the job site. They're helping each other. They're helping their trade partners. So go to buildertactics.com, go to the partners tab, click the true work link, and that's going to pull up a true work page with an opportunity for you to tell us what you're doing. You can enter a contest to win some true work gear. Go on there, just fill out a short story. Tell us what you're doing on the job site. Tell us what you're doing to elevate your career, to uh, invest in your future, to elevate a trade partner, uh, and to keep people safe on the job site with all the covid crap that's going on tell us what you're doing to stay safe keep your people safe you know that's super important like i said once a month TrueWork's gonna uh they'll randomly just pull somebody and you can win some true work gear you know it's fantastic check it out buildertext.com go to partners click on the true work link tell us your story tell us what's going on for an opportunity to win some gear it's, it's awesome also go to the foundations tab on the page uh follow the link for the construction management training manual a fantastic manual there's a bunch of reviews on there there's a couple of pictures of of the actual manual you can check it out before you buy it it's 10 bucks cheap uh, and there's a wealth of information in there the training program is coming soon coming soon i know i've been talking about it you guys have been emailing asking questions about it it's coming it's almost ready uh another couple of weeks and that sucker will be live um i've got a bunch of guys that want to do the beta testing on it if you're if you're interested in being part of the beta testing crew shoot me an email let me know we're almost there. The guys that are already on the on the waiting list, don't worry, it's coming. I haven't forgotten about you. Um, also, I started a database for resumes. I asked you guys to send them in no matter where you are in the country. If you go to the website, there is a tab that says Apply. Click on that tab, fill out your information, upload your resume. The brutal truth is builders are not hiring right now, but they will be. When we get out of the other end of this ridiculous corona crap that's going on, Builders are going to be looking to hire. They, I, I get a ton of requests asking me, hey, do you know anybody here? Do you know anybody here? Send in your resume. I'll add it to the database. As soon as builders start asking, I'll start sending them out. Like I said, today we are interviewing Yaren Dyson of Wint Water Intelligence. This company is awesome. They use artificial intelligence to detect water leaks and shut it off. If you've ever had a water leak on a job site, it can be devastating. So these guys use artificial intelligence. A leak starts to happen they can automatically shut it off. It's pretty amazing. Check out the interview. Yarn explains all the things that his products do during construction, after construction, for water conservation. He's got nothing to do with COVID-19, which I thought would be awesome because we could all use a break. But this company, Wint Water Intelligence, is really um, doing some great things. They are conserving water for the planet, which is awesome. Yarn will explain it. Jason, unfortunately, is quarantined. <laughs> Just kidding. But Jason wasn't part of this interview. He'll be back here with us shortly. Um, so all you Jason fans, 
There's probably got to be at least one out there. Don't worry. He'll be on the next one. Anyway, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the, the interview. Thanks so much. All right. Welcome to the Construction Management Podcast. Today on the show, we are super fortunate to have Yaren Dicean with Wint Water Intelligence on the show. So Yaren, tell us about Wint Water Intelligence. Yeah. So at Wint, uh, we, we help our customers with uh, two quite burning challenges, actually. The first one is damage from, uh, from water leaks. Uh, water leaks are a huge source of damage in both uh, operational property as well as in uh, construction sites. Uh, insurance uh, industry is buckling under the load, the financial load that this is putting on them. And, and we help. We help by preventing that, detecting, alerting, and stopping these water leaks before they destroy a building. And then the other thing we do is uh, help companies and organizations reduce their consumption. Water in facilities and in buildings is wasted enormously. Uh, about 25% of water just goes to waste, and, and that's a lot, especially in, in today's overheating and uh, you know under uh, or, or over thirsty world. And um, we help by reducing that consumption. So let me ask you a question. So the the water detection are you talking about? Um, are these in pipes or are these like uh, sensors that sit on the floor or like behind a wall? Or both? Yeah. So sensors on the floor are kind of the old technology. You know, it's just, you know, a couple of wires getting wet and, and stealing the water if you're so lucky to have placed it in the right place where water is going to spill. <laughs> so that's, you know, and, and, and that's no joke. You know, it really is the case. And sometimes it makes sense to use these things. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the, the, right, uh, the right approach in our view is where you look at the problem at the source, in the pipe. So we place sensors on the pipes, and that could be the pipe in coming into the building or on the construction site or a pipe uh, going into a floor or on a chiller system and so on. And these sensors uh, measure the amount of water at very high uh, resolution, sometimes, you know, a couple of, uh, couple of tens of milliseconds even. And then we look at this data and we analyze it and then figure out if everything's okay or, or if we're seeing an anomaly. And if it's an anomaly, what anomaly is represented here? And by doing that, we can figure out if a leak is going on and we can then alert and we can shut water off automatically. So it, it so, sounds like uh, it is. I'm sorry. So your sensors are like, they're almost like a backflow preventer on the inside of it, or not necessarily a backflow preventer, but they're like a, uh, a flow. They have like a flap on the inside of the pipe that, that measures the water based on the how open the flap is. How exactly does that work? So this is a flow meter. It's a water flow meter. And uh, th there are many, many technologies to measure water flows. Some of them are inline where you have a, a, a spiraling or, or, or a, a rotating ring. The water pushes it and it rotates and it measures that way. And others will not even have to cut the pipe where you have an ultrasonic signal beamed through the outside of the pipe into the water and water flow is measured that way. So there are multiple technologies. We have some of our own, but the reality is the world has too many of these and, uh, well, not too many. It has a lot of these, uh, too many for us to manufacture all of them. And we work with many partners to bring in the best technology that fits the specific use case. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So that's good. So let me ask you a question. So you've got the, the sensors on the pipe, but how is it connected to 
anybody that would need to know if the water is flowing. So this, so the sensor measures water flow. Locally, there's also a computer uh, processing power that analyzes the, analyzes the signal in real time and figures out what's going on without being dependent on any communication. So if your building is off the grid for some reason and you have a water leak, we'll still save you. Um, now, that, uh, that processor communicates with the cloud uh, over the cellular network. Uh, so information will flow to the cellular network and to the cloud. And then, you know, if an alert is sent, that'll be sent to our customers' phones and computers. Awesome. So, and I assume there's a way to tell, because if there's, there's like regular water consumption or water use, you know, how, how do you know the difference between a leak and just regular use? Ah, so that's where the uh, machine learning and AI come into play, and that's really the core of what we do. We understand water flows in pipes, and it's actually quite illuminating. When you look at one of these water flow charts over time, you see all sorts of things. For example, I can show you, you know, the simplest example, what a toilet flush looks like. It has this very distinct pattern, even though different uh, uh, toilets will have different volumes and flow rates and so on, they're all quite distinguishable as a toilet flush. When one of them goes bad, I can tell that. When somebody uh, washes their hands right after uh, you know, flushing the water, I can tell that. So I can take the water flow signal and slice it and dice it and decipher it and figure out based on uh, examples I've seen in the past and based on algorithms that I built into the machine and into the device using machine learning, uh, I, can, I can figure out what's going on. Awesome. So, so who's buying this? Wow. So everyone who's got a building and everyone who's building a building. Uh, you know, I've got customers from uh, Microsoft um, to large manufacturers, uh, you know, to large hotels. Uh, you name it. There are probably a few hundred very large organizations these days that use this. Um, and any of you, anybody who's, uh, who's building, so we work with some of the largest construction companies in the world. Some of them will swear by us. We have customers who will not, by CEO uh, decree, if you will, uh, will not start a, uh, a construction project without having a wind device installed on site. And as we go along, we install more devices as the facility grows and uh, more water pipes and more water is added to the building. So, I, so I've been in construction for about 20 years, and I, and I will tell you, I've seen the damage that water leaks can do, both in commercial buildings and residential buildings, structures. Um, but how does, you know, so I understand that your technology alerts people to a water leak. But if I'm, a, let's say I'm, I'm going to, I'm getting ready to build a hotel and I'm concerned about the water leakage, um, you know, what benefit other than alerting me to the fact that the water is leaking, you know, because I can get an alert, but if I'm an hour away, it's still going to be a lot of damage. Is there any, do you have a, a mechanism to shut water off or, or what other benefit is there other than just letting me know? Yeah, absolutely. So we also attach a valve to the system. And you have the option, first of all, to install or not install a valve. But should you choose to install a valve, you have the option of defining varying types of uh, usage policies. So maybe you'll say, hey, you know, um, 
Uh, I want water shut off very aggressively or, you know, today I'm doing something, so be a little more careful about it and, uh, you know, only alert. Uh, but definitely the valve is there and the valve will automatically shut off. You know, I've got examples from, you know, New York City to London of uh, construction sites where the system shut water off automatically, sometimes during the night or during the weekend where damage could be phenomenal. And they just shut it off and people came in in the morning the next day and uh, fixed things and moved on rather than the building being decimated by water. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So you don't have to you don't have to. So if I'm like a, the building superintendent or whatever, I don't have to manually shut it off. I don't have to look at my phone, understand that there's a leak, and then manually shut it off. Your valves will automatically shut off if they detect a water leak? That is correct. So the valves, based on the machine learning algorithms, will automatically shut off uh, the water flow if needed. And you, as the uh, supervisor, have the option of reviewing that because you will get an alert when that happens. And you can open up your uh, uh, mobile phone and look at the water flow and know that this is a, a real valid alert or maybe that, oh, I totally forgot, you know, the truck is coming in, the water truck is coming in to whatever, pick up uh, 5,000 uh, cubic meters of water or, or what have you. So I forgot to set the system. Very well. I'll reopen the valve remotely from home. That is like a parachute for a site supervisor. <laughs> you know, because if there's a water leak in the middle of the night, chance, you know, hopefully the supervisor would get the alert, but if he doesn't and the valve automatically shuts off, he wakes up in the morning and he's like, oh, I just dodged a bullet. Because if he had to do that manually, you know, under certain circumstances, that water could be flowing for hours before he actually sees the alert. So that is a lifesaver. So I got to imagine, you know, this we're, we live in a super litigious world. You know, everybody has insurance like crazy you know, what kind of benefit does a, a, as me as a CEO of a hotel builder, if I'm going to install your, your product, you know, I imagine the insurance company has got to be all over that and give me some kind of a break or discount or something. So the benefits come in multiple flavors. Uh, the first is uh, you'll avoid the damage. And, you know, with all, all the greatness of insurance, uh, saving your business from a massive damage it won't help you with the uh, unhappy customers and with the disruption to your business <laughs> sure. and the damage and the time and all those things. Yeah. So that's one thing you, that, that you know, will be avoided. And I can tell you, I've got customers who had these things. They never, ever want to see them happen again. Oh, I guarantee it. So I, would, that's one. I would love to go through life in my construction career and never see another water leak. They are so destructive. And the, and the, the destruction doesn't just... It's not just from the water damage. It's the mold. It's the remediation. It's everything that comes along with it. It's horrible. Exactly. Exactly. So you save all of those. Yes, the insurance, uh, you know, insurance company will return some portion of the cost. Uh, they won't take away the, the grief. Right. The second thing is um, insurance companies are starting to give uh, various types of breaks and incentives. And in a few cases, even enforce usage of these things uh, because, you know, they're paying and they don't want to be paying their businesses to not pay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, they're, they're putting this forward. Uh, you may get a reduction in your deductible. Uh, in certain geographies, uh, insurance companies are now funding uh, all or a part of the cost of the system. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, so you'll see that as well. 
And finally, the last thing is if you've got a hotel, you know, um, you can look up on, uh, you know, there's a very large and well-known resort in uh, Reno called the Atlantis Spa Resort. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe the largest in Reno, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, they're using us and they're just saving water. They've reduced their water consumption significantly. So so I'm sorry, you you mentioned this, the water savings aspect of it. How exactly does your system help to save water? Because you're talking about a building. This is not, this is after construction. This is the building that's functioning. Is that right? That's right. During construction, it's not as straightforward to save water. It happens. Um, but it's, uh, it's more in, uh, operational facilities after construction. Um, in these buildings, you know, um, uh, water is wasted all the time. Taps left open, cooling towers misfunctioning, uh, a swimming pool valve going berserk and pouring enormous amounts of water down the drain every day. Um, you know, a stupid little stuck toilet. Have you ever seen one of those? You know, Uh, where there's kind of wetness (laughs) in the bowl? Yep. So do the math. If you've got 50, let's say 50 stalls in a building, and of these, only two are stuck at any point in time, kind of on average, that will result in a total cost of water of twenty dollars to $25,000 a year. Oh, my God. Nobody thinks of that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a $0.50 cent, uh, uh, seal to replace, you know, which you do in three minutes, and it costs you $25,000 because you don't know about it. So we wow. detect all of those things from cooling towers to toilets, and it's just mind-boggling how much water goes to waste and how much it costs, let alone the damage to the environment. So I wonder, have you ever looked into, so I, I know in the United States we have, you know, green certifications, lead buildings, that sort of thing. There's got to be some kind of, uh, I'm sure your product would go toward the point system to certify buildings as platinum or, or whatever in the, under the, what is it? Leadership for environmental, what does lead stand for? It's leadership for environmental something. I forget. I have to look it up. When I edit this, I'll get it right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't recall either. Um, but have you, have you worked with any of those folks at the USGBC? Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely provide uh, points for lead certification, and people use us for that as well. Absolutely. Awesome. I'll tell you a funny story once. I did a, uh, a project, and we had this building sort of – it was a, there was a, it was a townhome community, um, and we were lead uh, platinum. You know, it was an amazing event. You know, we were so excited, so proud of ourselves. We built this whole thing, and we had the uh, mayor of a city there, and we were awarding our very first resident, our very first homeowner, a, uh, a big plaque. And it said USGBC on it, and uh, we gave it to him, and we were all excited. And after all the pomp and circumstance ended, I was talking to him, and I said, "Hey, are you guys so psyched? This is amazing!" And he looked at me and they said, "What is this? We don't even know what this is for." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, your house has been built under these great environmental standards. You know, it's going to save water, it's going to save energy, it's going to do this, it's going to do that." And they were like, "Okay, we just think it's pretty." <laughs> I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> so, well, some people are well aware, and, and some are not so much. But I think awareness is growing. You know, yeah. the world is drying up, so I definitely see it improving. So, what, when you say the world is drying up, what do you mean? Well, you know, we all. When I say the world is drying up, everybody thinks of Africa. That's kind of our immediate. Uh, 
uh, intuition. And mm -hmm. it's true, you know, Johannesburg a year and a half ago were nearing what they called day zero. Day zero was the day when water in all the reservoirs feeding into Johannesburg, that water was supposed to run out on day zero. Oh my and God. Luckily, they avoided it by, I don't know, three and a half gallons or whatever. So it never really came, but it was, you know, really close. Wow. But, you know, forget Johannesburg. Uh, you know, cities in Texas. Okay, also a desert country, but here's this. London is looking at water shortages. You know, uh, it, it, so it's it, really happening all over the world. It, it's funny you say that because I grew up in um, Mount Airy, Maryland, in the uh, United States, obviously. And there was every single summer, as I, when I was a kid, they would put out the city would put out alerts and say you can't wash your car. You know, we would, you know, you have we they would have like water restrictions because our well, our like uh, reservoirs were so dangerously low. And it got to the point where we, at one point, were actually. Um, shipping water in from other jurisdictions just to just for the drinking water demands of the town that I grew up in. You know, that's uh, right. Well, Nevada, California, you know, they're all they're all underwater shortage. A lot of people all over the world, and it's only increasing. Oh my god, that's scary. I didn't. Want <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be doom and gloom, but I'm telling you, when you think about it, it's pretty scary. So the fact that you guys are doing what you can to help um, preserve some of that precious water is, is incredible. Is that a, um, I know when you're selling this to construction companies, it's probably a pretty easy sell. Not an easy sell, but it's probably, it, you probably it's probably more receptive to say, hey, look, we're going to prevent water damage because everybody in construction has seen water damage. So it's tangible. They've seen it. They've dealt with it. Um, it it's, it's tough to deal with. But the flip side to that the water savings after the project is completed, how is that to to sell to your customers? Is that is that an easy sell or is that kind of tough? It really varies. It depends on that specific organization's level of awareness. You know, if you look at someone like HP, for example, uh, you know, an organization whose roots are in California, they are super aware, um, and so they have a chief sustainability officer. And, uh, you know, she looks at what we're helping her do with water in her facilities across the world, in Barcelona, for example, you know, so she can tell how much water we've saved and she can see us reduce consumption. And that organization really cares. Um, and we're seeing a lot of the large corporations these days have sustainability officers who oftentimes report all the way up to the CEO. Uh, so it's becoming important. Now, that's not everyone. So some people care more about damage prevention, and some care about sustainability, and some care about both. Hmm. Well, you know, I got to imagine, if I'm a sustainability officer for a company, and I can justify my existence through water savings, you know, just the dollars we're going to save, <laughs> you know, besides the fact that I'm doing something great for the company and the planet, I'm paying for myself. You know what I mean? So that's uh, especially, you know, the larger the corporation the more faulty toilet valves, uh, <laughs> the more I can justify actually investing that, that money into that technology. So Right. It's your classical doing well by doing good. Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's amazing <laughs> when you think about it because so many things like energy reduction. So I used to do – I used to own a, a, a general contracting company and I specialize in, um, in uh, energy efficiency. And it was amazing – for really a relatively small 
you know, cash outlay, the benefit a to the energy efficiency of any structure I worked on and to the planet, because it's all quantifiable. You know, you can look at it and say, look, you're going to spend X number of dollars and you're going to, your return on investment of for that, for the dollars that you just spent is going to be, you know, three, four five years, but then you're going to reap the benefits for the, the lifetime of that structure. Um, it, it's really, it's really quite incredible. And when you start, so I, I deal with a lot of people and they're like, Oh, the planet's fine. We don't have to worry about any of this kind of stuff. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, if you say, okay, if you take the environmental, um, action portion out of it, the cost savings can be tremendous when you start talking about water consumption and energy consumption. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. Um, and these are dollars right off the bottom line of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a win-win, you know, across the board. So I love what you guys are doing. You guys are preventing water damage during construction, which is near and dear to me. Um, cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of water damage over the 20 years I've been in construction and you're helping the planet. And what a lot of people don't understand is that generally speaking, people in construction, it's been my experience are also avid outdoorsmen love the planet. And they're some of the, the most, uh, proactive protectors of the environment. You know, I think developers and builders kind of get a bad rap for being, you know, there a lot of folks will like to say that they, they you know, destroy uh, wildlife, so to speak. And in some cases that may, that might be true, but what I'm finding as I, the more time I spend in construction and the more that the industry evolves, the more conscious builders and developers are of the resources that we have and how precious they are. And I'm seeing more and more, um, actions, so to speak, to help prevent any kind of destruction of wildlife or, or anything like that. And the, and the preservation of all our natural resources. And you guys are right there on the forefront of it, which is awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is nice. It's nice to be helping the environment and helping our customers save money at the same time. At the same time. That's the name of the game, right? So that is awesome. So let me just thank you very much, you know, first for what you guys are doing, you know, obviously you're in a business and you're there to make money, but the fact that you are actively helping, um, the environment is, is commendable. I think it's awesome. Um, and the fact that you can make money at it even better. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, Yaron, I, I think it was a great conversation and I hope to hear from you in the near future. Excellent. Well, Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the interview. I hope you loved it. Like I said at the beginning, go check out buildertactics.com. Jump on there, go to the partners page, click the true work tab. Tell us what you've been doing to elevate the industry, elevate yourself for a chance to win some awesome true work gear. Also, Go to the Foundations tab, download that manual. There's a ton of information on it, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye.